Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another Ashes Daily um, unprecedented run we're on here. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr. Adam Bayfield is standing in a phone box on a pier, I believe. <laughs> yes. That is literally true, Tane. Yeah, I've, uh, it's it. I'm on my lunch break and I was kind of walking through town, but it's it's very windy out today. And you were complaining that it that the quality wasn't good enough, and you're like, just improve it. But I've just seen a phone box, which apparently do still exist. So I've ducked in like Doctor Who, and I'm just stood here watching the world go by, um, getting some strange looks. I imagine people walking by will just see you sort of appearing to be sort of talking to yourself still in a phone box, which no one has used yeah, in about 15 years. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, there's, there's literally a policeman looking at me at the moment. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see uh, what happens if I get dragged off. Um, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. He's, he's, he's satisfied. Oh, I'm not up to that, anything too strange. That would have been great for rating. So uh, if you can... I'll, you just open the door. I'll just open the door. Yeah, it's just the World Cricket Show, mate. <laughs> Bayfield, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he gets it. He's fine. He gets it, as you say, Adam. This is the World Cricket Show, and this is Ashes Daily. Um, back to look, uh, look over another delightful and pleasurable um, day's cricket for England fans. Uh, just to recap, then where we're at: Australia resumed this morning, early this morning, and added a. Well, there were a few wickets fell i should say but then they added um a few more runs to their total as well australia getting to 473 for nine before they declared um to give england a a tricky um sort of mini session under the lights in adelaide um a bit of drizzle coming down as well but a thunder and lightning which forced um forced the players off in the end Uh, but yeah england i don't know how to describe how they got to 17 for two but it wasn't particularly pretty um, two, as we say, two wickets fell. Um, Rory Burns first to go, uh, edging to Steve Smith and the slips off Mich- Mitchell Stark. And then Michael Neeser uh, took his first wicket in Test cricket, getting rid of uh, Hamid for six. Milan and Root, the players at the crease when they went off in England with a lot of work to do, Adam. Yeah, you text me to say, is this the worst start for England in an Ashes ever? Um I mean, it, I suppose maybe it's easy to forget. I, I was thinking about the 2013 Ashes and that that <laughs> one being the one in Australia. I mean, that one maybe being worse, just a bit more sort of shocking and humiliating with Mitchell Johnson bowling 95 miles an hour and kind of, you know, uh, ripping through England. But this one is up there. And in a sense, it's the, maybe the most depressing because it's just kind of like maddeningly predictable, isn't it? And also very frustrating that, yeah, that they've, uh, they've, it's supposedly been two years at least in the planning this and they've turned up with this bowling attack. And, and today it was just the same as yesterday, just very unthreatening all day. I mean, I, I feel a little bit bad because I know we're, and particularly me, are going in really hard on them. And firstly, there's a long way to go in the series yet. Yeah, there's a lot of cricket still to be played. And it's not over. And they actually bowled. They didn't bowl badly, but it's just 
they just don't have the weapons, do they? And you saw as soon as uh, as soon as Australia started bowling, all right, it was under the lights and they were fresh and everything. But you know, Mitchell Stark just with that extra pace, suddenly the ball is carrying to the slips. Like the number of times that the England bowlers found the edge, but it fell short of the slips. And it's like, oh, there's, is there something something with this pitch or these conditions or whatever? But Mitchell Stark, it's carrying a comfortable, very catchable height to Steve Smith off Rory Burns's bat. And so it's not necessarily that England bowl badly. It's just they haven't got the right team um i mean it's that's easy to say it's not like there's loads and loads of of quick bowlers in england screaming to be selected but again it's like they've left out mark woods after the experience four years ago they've still picked you know a, a five-man seam attack that are all bowling 80 miles an hour and chris wokes who is absolutely brilliant bowler in england but we've seen time and again that he just isn't he isn't that threatening outside of England and it is just not the right guy for these conditions, is he? So just a bit it's all just a bit frustrating, Ted. I don't know if you can tell that I'm frustrated. Yeah, I mean there's just not much to to kind of be excited about in any way at the moment. Uh, there was another um another wicket off a no ball, Ollie Robinson this time. It just feels like it's it's fallen away very very quickly as you say the as we said yesterday as well you know the planning that's got into it appears to either have amounted to nothing uh, or has been just thrown up you know ripped up you know at the sort of first sign of um first sign of panic so yeah i don't know i, I think cricket's possibly english cricket's got a big problem on its hands at the moment you know if i was bt sport i'd be asking for my money back because they're not going to have many people getting up early to watch it, are they? It's like, you know, you sort of build up the ashes and then it's uh, and it's just one-way traffic. I mean, as you say, we, you know, England could still come back and win this series 3-2. It could be an absolute classic and, you know, I would love to see that happen. But How just, much are you betting on that? Well, yeah, very little, uh, very little. But, you, you know, there's, there's no way they win this game now. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's on to the next one, isn't it? probably uh, uh yeah probably two nil down and, and thinking like what's the point <laughs> well yeah and then they've got to win all three to have any kind of chance um well not to have any kind of chance then they and then they've got to win all three otherwise anything less than that and, and it, it's ashes over i mean yeah i i, I take your point about bt sport i think you're right they, they probably are quite uh annoyed that it is all such one-way traffic although the, i suppose the one thing in their favor is you know, there might not be any other sport taking place anywhere else in the well, world quite true. soon. Um, the Ashes might be the only thing left standing. But um, but yes, it is. Uh, it, yeah, they they might be feeling a bit shortchanged because it is such one way traffic. And um, that I don't know. I'd say that that kind of felt predictable, didn't it? Hang on one second. Sorry. Um, you got more police on your tail. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, there's just people kind of gathered around. Um, I'm just... <laughs> Someone wants to use the phone. <laughs> yeah, there's a queue of people wanting to use the phone. <laughs> um, no, well, because one thing I said uh, that I've said a couple of times actually on here is that, you know, the Australian fans should want England to do well. And so like BT Sport are probably feeling shortchanged. And in my head, Australian fans even might be feeling shortchanged mm-hmm. because Surely nobody wants to see a repeat of what we saw in Australia four years ago or eight years ago. You know, another 5-0 or 4-0 with England just, you know, it's not competitive. It's not a contest with England nowhere. 
no one wants to see that. And I, in, in, in my view, even Australian fans shouldn't or wouldn't want to see that. Although having said that on the podcast, um, several Australian listeners have got in touch to say that I'm completely wrong about that. And they, they would be very happy to see another 5-0. So, so maybe, uh, maybe I'm yeah uh, way off the mark there. But it does seem to me that you just, you just want a contest. It's just not fun, this. This is not fun. <laughs> so um, we've just got to hope for England to improve. And, and as I say, to be fair, they didn't bowl that badly. And it was tough conditions. It's a flat pitch. It's very hot. Ollie Robinson bowled really well. You know, he does need to improve his fitness, but again, it is 37 degrees. Um, they bowled okay. They just don't have a spinner and their bowlers are all bowling 80 miles an hour against Australian batsmen who know how to bat in these conditions. And that is not a problem for them. I know the tactics as well. They were bowling too short. So as you say, Tom, the, the planning does seem odd um, and confused, but they didn't necessarily bowl that badly they just they, they just seemingly don't have what it takes to do what they need to do yeah quite I mean uh, Joe Root should probably be paid twice as much as any other England player at the moment because well he's bowled 20 overs and he's straight into bat as well having captain for um for 150 overs in, in the field you know it, it's I mean it's it's just sort of faintly absurd isn't it at this stage yeah it is absurd that he's in that situation. I mean, yeah, you're right. Although I question some of the decisions that he's made, and also he, um, uh, you know, the, the the fact that England have gone in without a spinner and he's had to bowl that many overs. That presumably he was part of that decision too. And you know, talking about the planning, like the decision to rest Mark Wood for this game, feels like that was probably made three months ago. You know, that that's what they would do, but actually, like they needed Mark Wood today. And yes, there's, you know, you want to look after him because he's had issues with his body and so on. And you want to kind of rest and rotate him through the series. But if England lose this game, which they're going to, the ashes are basically gone, at which point, what are you saving him for? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating. I keep saying that, but it is really quite frustrating. And what, uh, with, the, with the batting, obviously, a, a very poor start, 17 for two. Do you think Rory Burns is in trouble now? I don't know. I mean, there's just not much to, else to go to, is there? I, I, you know, there's still lots, you know, lots of chat about the bowling, but unless England can can put on some runs, they've got no chance anyway, have they? So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he did, to be fair, you know, it was a decent enough ball and Stark. He got a good ball, yeah. yeah and Stark in, in that kind of mood and that in that moment, you know, he's, he's Stark's still an extraordinarily dangerous bowler. So there's kind of no shame in that. But, but, yeah, I don't know. You, we're going to need something to find something somewhere or someone somewhere who can withstand that. Otherwise, got no chance of doing anything. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Super Me didn't play a particularly good shot to sort of clipped it to mid on. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, it's still yeah. good batting conditions, at least in the daytime. Um, but England have spent a long, long time in the field now. There's an awful lot of runs on the board. There's an awful lot of pressure on them. And they're not very good at batting, as we established uh, last week. So, yeah, it's it's not necessarily beyond them that they could dig in and, and post a score in response and maybe try and, and battle away to a draw. But it looks it looks unlikely from this position, at which point you've got to say the Ashes are more or less done and dusted. And it's not even... Yeah, I was going to say, Christmas isn't even in sight, really. 
<laughs> well over yeah. a week. I haven't even started my Christmas shopping yet. So, um, right. Well, I suppose we better leave it there. We could talk all day, I'm sure. Um, but there's a there's a there's a child who wants to phone his mum waiting outside the phone box, and I'm too. <laughs> better let him get in and make that yeah we better um, leave it there yeah we put we picked the wrong series to bring back ashes daily haven't we <laughs> yeah you're right sorry also saying i'm i'm uh, i'm running out of 10 p's so we might have to <laughs> yeah, we might have to call it a day there right well we'll uh, we'll do this again tomorrow at which point hopefully there'll be something to cheer i wouldn't bet on it but yeah yeah talk to I mean, you then also well in australia yeah have a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked about them. We'll talk yeah. about them tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, We're all right. very pleased for you. <laughs> well played. I'll um, I'll see you later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.